Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We are on class six. Thank you guys for sticking through the marathon of financial literacy. Hopefully you're getting a lot out of it. Um we talked about, you know, as we said before, clean is an acronym. So we studied, we start, we covered credit. We start, we covered learning to live without, which is L. And today we are moving towards education and talking about what that's about. So we look at education where you can change the slide. Um, I know you've normally been taught education, the importance of educating, educating yourself, getting a degree. Those sort of are all reasons why you should have an education. Um, but in this class, we're going to really talk about education as an investment. And I know as a, as a young person that I would have loved to have it taught in this manner. So I really kind of understand, you know, the business of having an, 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 edu- an education. I don't know if you guys have been listening to my podcast, but we just did an episode actually with, and it just aired yesterday with um, a young lady. She's 18 years old. She did a uh, she was Ivy League bound, but she she opened she started doing financial literacy and posting it on TikTok and Instagram, and she kind of blew up. And she's foregoing college, basically. And she gave her arguments and her strong opinion, and I can't disagree. And I would never stop anybody from pursuing their their life goals. But um, you know, it was just a whole different perspective of the reasons why she's not going to school, and she's going to be more getting her real estate license, and she's going to be more becoming a. Uh, mortgage originator and so forth and you know her argument was good you guys should listen to the show and so I understand like there's a with now with the cost of education and the resources that are available out there as far as like I mean the YouTube is a you know, college within itself and I think if you have the ability ability to learn and you know how to teach yourself how to learn that you know the argument could hold true about um, going to college but I do believe um, especially with people of color I think having a college degree um, allows us to be part of an allows that people gives a reason people for not to say no. It makes us, you know, be part of I would call it like a club where we can say, okay, we have 
endured four years of college, maybe masters, and we belong in and we belong in a certain conversation. We belong in a certain group. So that's why I like the college route. But we have to really look at it in this context as you know, education. Sorry for all the background noise, by the way. I'm, I'm at my store and I'm just waiting for my staff to arrive. Um, education, in my opinion, equals time because of time it costs you and time equals money. And so you have to really start like understanding and how I believe like the more you, the higher level of education you get, naturally it should affect your earnings. And as I say throughout this program, we are all blessed with 24 hours in a day. No matter how much money you have, no matter who you are, nobody has 25 hours, nobody has 20 hours. We all have the same amount of hours in any given day. And it's really what you choose to do with those hours and how you choose to max out that time. And education allows you the ability to earn more in that given hour than people that are, are less educated. So you're kind of getting a higher return on your time, you know. So that's, to me, one of the key selling points of why should I continue my education? Because in theory, the, the more you educate yourself, the more earning potential you have. Uh, I know it doesn't hold true for everyone, but in, in most cases, that's, that's, that's the pattern. And Sean, if I, can, if I can also mention. Absolutely. For some of the people on this, uh, on this series, you know, you might be already out of college. You might be a little older. You might think, okay, well, I'm not going to go back to college, right? Well, before you, you know, log off, I want to say that what we're going to talk about today, obviously a lot of it has to do with people who are thinking about entering college, um, but it also has a lot to do and a lot of relevance for people who are out of college because we're talking about lifelong learning. We're talking about upskilling yourself. We're talking about thinking about how to get to that next level. And much like financial literacy, it's never too late, right? So we really think that education and wealth are super intimately tied and you can't ignore it. You know, people always think about financial literacy as just credit or just investments or just savings, but it's so much more than that. It's an attitude as Sean always says. And so I encourage you to, you know, pay attention and really give this some thought. Right. And just to kind of piggyback off what Larry's saying, like I'm a huge fan of trade school certificate programs, but the right ones, I think there's a lot out there that don't make sense to me. But the right one that's going to add value to you and you are your business, add value to your brand, put you in a category of more earnings. I've asked people that have taken certain courses and I said, you know, I actually my my broker, I spoke to him and he's studying real hard for his certified financial planning, CFP, I think it's called. And I asked him, how much more money does this bring you? And, you know, he couldn't really answer the question. I know a lot of people with their CFP and I don't know what it does to them as far as potential earnings. So to me, it was like a very it made him think. So a lot of times I, when I'm looking at programs, and maybe you, for the older people listening to this call, that's a question you have to yourself. If I'm going to take a certificate program, if I'm going to um, go learn a trade or better my skill sets, you know, other, and you know, there's, a, there's a side, if I, when I can't argue with you, you know, you just want to continue to learn because I think that's very important to continue to learn. Just, to, just learning in itself, it's invaluable. But if you're looking for your career, you got to ask yourself, where is this going to take me? How much is this going to increase my potential earnings? And is it worth the, is it worth it, or is there another route I can do where it's less expensive? And you know, with my kids about to enter college in a few years, those are questions I'm asking myself, and I'm asking them when we start positioning ourselves as to what school they're going to, what programs they want to take, and so forth. Um, so, 
you really have to start thinking in everything you do and everything. It's strategic. It's being smart and being intuitive on how you do things. And now there's a lot of information on, on grants, bursaries, scholarships, and loan offered by schools and financial aid from the government that are designed to help you obtain a higher level education while incurring minimum debt. And I advise you, I recommend you to go out there. The last thing you want to do when it comes to college is pay out of your pocket. And, you know, like for the perfect example is my nephew who wasn't an A scholar student. He worked very hard. He was a hard worker, but he was an A student, but he found scholarships. One was my godfather was part of um, those gentlemen, not gentlemen club, you know, I, I don't know what you call them where, you know, guys get together, they play like card games and they have like meetings and different things. Those men associations. I can't even remember what you call them now, but it was my godfather it was a senior guys. And they had a bursary for young, for young students going to college. Nobody ever applied. He got it every year. It was $500. He also, my, my mother, my sister was, uh, had, her, had him at a very young age. And the high school that she went to was for single young mothers. And they had a, they had a scholarship that he applied for. It was like $1,500, $2,000 that he got every year. And he just found like five or six scholarships that weren't even educational driven where he was able to use and apply towards um, college. And the same goes for, you know, other op- opportunities are like, you know, I, people may frown at working at McDonald's, but they have a great college program where you, they can help pay for your tuition. So if you're making $10 an hour at, at McDonald's and then you get an $18,000 scholarship, divide that by the number of hours you work, now that's, that's your real earning. So, you know, for those that want to frown at working at certain fast food restaurants or working at the Targets or those kind of places, I don't think you should frown on them. If you really leverage the benefit that they have to offer they can help go towards college tuition and other things that you weren't aware of. And I recommend that everybody listen to this call. When you start a job, always look at what benefits are being offered. Um, let's go to the next slide. This is beautiful. Uh, when I saw Larry put this in, I was like, you know, this is something that everybody listening to this call should take a picture of and, um, and keep as a, as a reminder. Sorry about the phone. I really apologize. I'm here by myself at my store. Um, For the Sean, while you go on mute. No, actually, somebody just walked in. So, okay. Education as an investment. So we have unemployment rate and earnings. Well, actually, Larry, let me let you take me through this, and then I'll, it'll it'll be able allow me to situate myself better. So I mean, I mean, look, as, as Sean said, um, <laughs> there is evidence says the more educated you get the more you learn the higher your earnings potential right and there's a lot of data behind it that supports i just want to show because people think that people might think that it's you know it's soft or it's not really real and it's how do you really quantify it but if you just look at this what we have here is this information is from the u.s bureau of labor statistics from 2019 so it's very recent right for all people who are 25 and over um, and on the left side, you look at unemployment rate and on the right side, you look at weekly earnings. So multiply that by four to get your, uh, monthly earnings, right. And multiply that by whatever, like 52 to get the yearly earnings. The point is you can see it's pretty clear, right. As you, as you go from the bottom, which is less than a high school, all the way up to the top, which is a PhD, a doctoral degree your unemployment goes way down, right? Goes down by like five times. 
and your earnings go up by more than three times or about three times. So it's a really, really big move. And that difference, if you think about this, that difference happens every week, every day, every month, every year, it adds up, right? And so, you know, while we're not telling everyone go and try to get a PhD or go and get a master's, I mean, even you see that big jump, basically, you have a bunch of, you have this big bunch right around, you know, the high school, some college associates, but, you know, but no degree, you have this bunch around 800 and the average is right just under a thousand. And then you have this big jump once you get your bachelor's degree. So basically even just having a degree these days basically are table stakes. And so that's why we think it's, it's so important to, you know, to have an education. Sean, I'm not sure if you have anything else to add here before I go to the next slide. Yeah, let me just emphasize on this slide. I love this slide. I think this slide really drives home the message. If you ever think like, oh, you know, I'm not thinking, I'm only thinking about just finishing high school and that's it. And these are averages, but the struggle becomes that much harder. Like, so you look at the average when you graduate from high school to diploma, it says you'll be earning, you're typically earning, weekly earning would be $746 a week. Now, when we go up right to the doctorate, it's saying you're, almost, you're earning almost $1,900 a week. Now, is, can somebody with just a high school diploma make $1,900 a week? Absolutely. But the challenge, the work, the struggle to get there is that much harder than somebody with a doctorate. So I just want you to understand and drive the message home again that, yeah, you can up your earnings with having less of an education, but it's working that much harder, putting, probably putting in more hours. You know, the person with a doctorate may be a psychiatrist. And he can probably earn that $1,800 a week off probably four clients working much less than 40 hours a week. While somebody with a high school diploma, they may be like, oh, I make $1,800 a week, but you got to work overtime. You got to double up. You got to take people's shifts. You got to work all these hours and you're draining yourself. You know, it's not about working. Sometimes it's about working smart. So I just want you to understand, yes, what this chart shows is that earning potentials as you educate yourself. And I always say to get from becoming a high school graduate to having your doctorate is really three stages undergraduate which is four years graduate school which is two years and then doctorate which can be you know depending on what you're getting your doctorate in anywhere from two to four years but you can have a you know so i just look at it as stages so you don't overwhelm yourself it's really like two stages away three stages away from a high school and if you look at it that way and break it down and look at the earning potential that you could earn and the quality of life that you will have, you know, it, it's worth it. And I just want you to consider that when you consider about furthering your education. And, and let me, let me add this too. Um, not a lot of people get doctorates, so don't think you need it, but doc, most doctorate, most PhD programs are free. If you're smart enough, they're, they're, they're free, right? It's the, it's all the, it's all the, grads and the master's students that pay for the doctors because when you get your doctorate you're expected to contribute back to the field so you know in change they pay for your education so the benefit is even more and the other thing i'm going to say is in terms of education you know like you might not think that okay well a thousand dollars or fourteen hundred dollars is that different even even time even if you don't consider that the other big thing is that as you move up what happens is the the sort of what we call the tail or what I mean by that is the ability for you to have a potentially much higher salary. So like 
yeah, sure, the average is, let's say, 1,200 for a bachelor, 1,500 for a master's, but the, the potential for you to go way, way, way higher on this end is much higher, right? As Sean said, if you finish high school, chances of you making this much, yeah, it's possible, but they're so low and you're gonna have to work so much harder. So that tail, what we call it, is, is a lot smaller. Exactly, and I, when I look at business, anything I do, I manage risk, and it's a much higher risk proposition for you to achieve the success that you're thinking about achieving with, with limited education. And you know, it also puts you like part of these this exclusivity, like privy to certain. You, it opens doors, and you know, you may not be like, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I'm in my 40s, and I can tell you, an education will open doors for you that you can't imagine. And you know, for those that are considering, even like you know, I'm not saying to go all the way to your doctorate, but you know, I think in these times, getting a master's degree, master, being the master of something, with the expertise in something gives you a level of skill set that differentiates you from a lot of other people. And, if you and I'm speaking for someone that doesn't have my master's. I have an undergraduate degree, but I do not have a master's degree. So, and if I had to do it over again, I'd probably consider getting my master's degree. And if you look at all this, if you look at this next slide, this is just put things in a picture. It's basically the same message, right? See, now we're looking at household income in 2019 instead of weekly income. And so if you look at it over a year, if you look at it over a household, the differences are a lot bigger, right? Like earning... 48,000 as a high school graduate versus 162,000 as a professional, that difference, which wouldn't you rather have this? And what it does too, once you instill education in your household, it carries on. Your younger brothers or sisters will fo want to follow in your footstep. Your children will follow you in, in your footstep. Once you begin higher level education, more than likely the people around you will continue that as well. Next slide. Key questions and resources. Okay, I talked about it earlier. Have I researched the cost and explored all my options to paying for education? This is like when you know, I would say within 12 months of you knowing you're going to be going to college, knowing you're going to be going to grad school, even if after your first year of college, second year of college, you should continue to be researching options for paying you for your education. You should never just settle with the default of student loans or even using your own money for that matter. You should be protecting your money. You should be looking at scholarships, employment that helps subsidize your education and they're out there. So I think everybody on this call today, regardless of your marks, regardless of your color, regardless of your gender, whatever circumstance, Everybody on this call can qualify for some form of tuition reimbursement, some form of scholarship, if you really look hard. And a different, and now you have internet as your friend. Internet is your friend. You would just Google scholarships, and I think we leave you with some resources. Once again, you should take a screenshot of this. Common resources to find scholarships. Fastweb.com, collegeboard.org, scholarships.com, scholarshipsmonkey. Uh, that's kind of that's funny and there's all these and there's all these different i'm sure if you google there'll be other opportunities that come up where you can search and find scholarships all right and you should feel comfortable that when you finally apply and get into college that you've exhausted every avenue there is for scholarship and reimbursement and if you think your employer doesn't offer one or does ask them even i'm a small businessman if, if my staff came to me and said hey i'm going back to school 
Um, can you, would you offer any type of college reimbursement? I would probably more than likely make a donation to, to that person that's going to college. Cause I think it's important. So don't be scared to ask. And sometimes if you go to, if you're doing a, I don't know about college, but if you're doing like a grad school program, oftentimes if you're assuming, you know, you're a decent performer, your employer will pay you to go as long as you come back, right? They can make you sign a contract. That happens a lot. They'll say, go get your master's for two two years, come back and work for me for a minimum of two years. And sometimes they'll pay for the whole thing. Sometimes you just have to ask. Right. I'm sure the good people at Good Shepherds, I'm sure if you reach out and ask, I'm sure they can even take you down other paths in which to help with your college reimbursement as well. And it's really an understanding, you know, the programs that you're taking at school, like one of the things you should ask yourself four years down the road, because trust me, it goes quickly. You know, where is this degree likely to take me? What kind of employment is it likely to take me to? And then look at what are the salary earnings of that of this job? What are the potential earnings that this degree can give me? Maybe I can reach out and speak to people that have done similar jobs in this and doing it now. People that have been doing it for 20 and 30 years and ask them about what they feel about it. Because, you know, every year, every course you take is an investment in your education, investment in your time. And if you find yourself down a path, I've seen it happen where like, Three years past, you realize this is not what I want to do. This is what I don't like. And you've spent all that money to get there. Then, you know, it's, it's it could be, I, I don't think any education is a bad investment, but it could be an investment of maybe you should have thought it through a little bit better. So once again, you're when you're investing in yourself and you are your business, you need to sit down, roll up your sleeves and do your homework. And nobody's going to do it for you like you. So if you, it's for you to really, you know, guidance counselors, friends colleagues yeah they may guide you but it's ultimately your life your decision for you to do the the work that's needed to be done and uh, i just saw ben posted something very important ben do you want to you want to talk about it yourself yeah yeah i mean for uh sorry my camera's off but um for full-time employees good shepherd services um does offer tuition reimbursement and so you know for those who are interested in jobs within good shepherd uh talk to me um, and so for full-time employees, we do offer tuition reimbursement, which is a major perk that I myself have taken advantage of. And I hope, uh, everybody who works for Good Shepherd does too. What so kind, of, uh, kind of opportunities do you have at Good Shepherd right now? Have a list uh, you Atlanta. could, you could check it out yourself. There's a lot, it's a giant, there's a huge agency, 90 programs, almost 90 programs throughout the city. Go to goodshepherds.org, uh, go to careers. Excellent. Thanks. Yep. See, look at that. That's what I told you. So once again, everybody can qualify for some type of reimbursement and that's $2,000 a year. So you just got to research. And I, you know, I'm, I believe in volunteer work. I believe in, you know, cause to me, it's not really working for free because it's building that relationship from start. And if any employer sees that, Hey, you volunteered for you intern, you volunteered, that gives you an accessible pathway and inside an inside lane. And it's building up your resume, building up your brand. I think every young person should do something. Like my son, I, he had he was born with a, with a heart condition. And he's going to be volunteer at Columbia Presbyterian where he was born. And I think it's important that everybody does some type of volunteer internship because it's a it really looks impressive on your resume and it gives you that inside lane to know that even when you're in school, you're volunteering. And by the time you graduate, more than likely the place that you've done maybe just a, once a week on a Saturdays, any opportunity that presents itself, you'll be in line to take advantage of that. 
<clears throat> Next slide. Thinking about self-improvement. Beyond short-term opportunities, think about how you can develop yourself in the long-term when society gets back to normal. Okay, so this is again, getting back to educating yourself in time, like self-learning. Like there are so many free courses offered online. Um, I know, I know I, all the Ivy League schools are offering free courses that you can get online. And you know, how cool is that to say that you completed a course at Harvard, at Stanford, at Yale? Um, to put on your resume, certificate programs. And some of them you can have where, I know Larry can speak a little bit better on it, but some of them I know you can have where they're going to be grading you or some of them you're not going to be graded. I'll let you continue on that, Larry. Yeah, we'll get to that. We have a different slide where we're going to talk about all the things, but, you know, like more and more nowadays, you know, with technology and also sort of in the weird benefit of virtual learning because of COVID, more and more schools are offering their programs online. They're offering it worldwide. They're offering it for free because, you know, their goal, there have been a number of nonprofits that are formed to basically make it available to everyone, right? You shouldn't be one selected because, because everyone knows that achievement is correlated with um, wealth, right? And background. And so because of that, you shouldn't necessarily be gated from having access to this information. So they put a lot of this stuff online. It's the same, it's the same professors. It's the same people that anyone going to Harvard or whatever would be, would be studying under. Right. And I think some of it, there's like, you pay some sort of fee. It's like 40 or 50 bucks or whatever it is, depending on what it is. Um, if you want the certificate itself, but if you just want to take the course, cause you're curious, a lot of them are completely free. Right. And one of the things that this slide talks about, and you know, I, I'll sum it up, is it's about staying current. Um, you don't want to be the guy that, when there's a PS5 that just dropped yesterday, and only making Atari, if anybody knows what Atari is, or PlayStation One, you want to always upscale your skills. You want to make sure that your skills are current. And this is an ongoing thing. This world is moving so quickly. You know, when I was just interviewing that young girl on my podcast TikTok, she was like. She only uses TikTok and a little bit of Instagram. And to be her, Facebook is archaic. And I was like, whoa. She's like, Facebook is not even part of her generation. I was like, to me, I thought Facebook was still relevant. But it makes sense. It's like, you know, it's probably for people my age and maybe a little bit younger. But, you know, for the younger people, like, they're not actively on Facebook like I thought they would be. Because this is how fast the world is changing. So you have to make sure that your skills are always staying current. And knowing that you're going to continue to learn. I think learning should be ongoing all the time, never stop. And the day you think you should stop, that's when you need to learn more. And, and you know what? Go ahead, Larry. The scary fact that some of you might have already seen the page, right? There's been a bunch of studies. Obviously, no one can really call this, but the message is the same. There have been a bunch of studies saying third or 40% or whatever you want to call it, 20 40%, somewhere in that range, depending on who you read of U.S. workers might need to be upskilled or reskilled because of new technology, right? We're all hearing about stuff like AI. We're all hearing about stuff like machine learning. And like whether or not you understand that or not, or whether or not you work in that or not, doesn't really matter because it's still going to affect you, right? So like even if you're working at a Walmart, all right, even if you're working at an Amazon, right? Like they're talking about getting drones to deliver packages and stuff like that. So in all sort of facets of your job, um, you're going to need to improve. And, and the unfortunate thing is, honestly, 
uh, going back to the chart we were talking about with the degrees, the jobs that are disappearing the fastest or changing the fastest are the lowest skill ones and the ones that require the least education. So if there's not another incentive for you to kick yourself up a notch, that this is it. Right. Is anybody, are we going too fast? Is everybody following? Is the conversation having value? You can just send me a, send us a message. It's good. Letting us know. It's good. Anything not making sense? Anybody want to ask any questions while we go? I have a question. What do you feel? What do you feel about when people say it's not about what you know, but it's about who you know? Uh, that I it's I think I believe in the second part of it. I think you know I always say you know you can be the jack of all trades and a master of none. I think you need to specialize in something, and people when people know you, they you there's there's something that you're symbolic with. They'd be like, oh, you know, Sean, oh, he's a finance guy, you know. Larry, oh, he's a tech guy. There's somebody you should be associated with something as a brand to know that this is my brand. This is what I bring value to. But I always think it's important to know a little bit about everything, to be able to speak. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. On something, be able to have uh, ed intellectual, educational conversation on any given topic. And I, I, I will say this is this is my take on it. My take is that it really doesn't matter. Like, I think you have to define the task so when you say who you know or what you know, right, there are going to be certain industries where who you know matters more than what you know, right? It's going to be a mix of both. Um, so if you take, for example, as Sean said earlier, if you're, going to be a, if you're going to be a real estate agent, right? If you're going to be a real estate agent, who you know probably matters a whole lot. I mean, you should know something about your industry, but who you know is going to matter a lot more versus, I don't know, if you are a engineer, right, then producing whatever you're engineering probably matters a lot more necessarily than who you know. Right. So I think right. you have to find it because like in certain, in certain industries and in certain professions, 
yeah, you're going to, those soft skills really do define you. And if you're asking about the other thing is if you're asking about, you know, who, you know, as in like networking or getting a job, we're going to get into all of that next class in the attention to detail. Cause we talk about personal branding and all that cool stuff there and how to make yourself stand out a little bit more. That is important. But all I'm going to say is if you're trying to make it to the top of the ladder, if you're trying to, you know, move forward there, there, you know, you heard of the talk, the talk before you walk the walk, there is, Sure, you can get ahead if you talk a big game, but at the end of the day, if you want to be your own boss or you want to be someone else's boss or you just want to be any boss, you're going to need to know both. Right. And I also would say that when you get into these circles, you really have to make an effort. I know we're going to talk about a little next week and I won't go too far in it, but to have added value. I've seen so many people in networking groups that more like you can tell that they're not you have to bring something to the table as small as it is. It, it could be that you're the hardest worker ever and you're going to prove that. But when you're in these groups, there's a point, and this is when I talk about an education and a point of being able to, to know a little bit about something, a little bit about everything where they can look at you and say, I want to work with this person. or I want to partner with this person because I see the added value that they bring to the table. It's very, very important to show added value and, when you, because there's people are going to be approaching people all the time to network and to partner. And if you don't add something to that conversation, you don't add something to that process. If you don't add something, you're going to be kind of like pushed to the side. Um, let's go to the next slide. Skills you should acquire. Very important. I'll let somebody else, let's get some participation today. So somebody else, somebody read the first one. And let's go with Christine. Are you there? Leslie, are you there? Yes, I'm right here. I'll read it. Number one, collaboration. Are you Christine or are you Leslie? Which one are you? I'm Leslie. Hey, Leslie. Hey. Um, number one, collaboration. Function well in groups and projects. Accept criticism. So what do you think that means? Basically, um, be open, you know, to understand where where what each person is you know coming from and also the projects you know be willing to work with them and also accept you know the fact that maybe they have different ideas than you do right learn from that that's what i see exactly and i'll tell you this when i was in college everybody knows that smart person you may i'm not saying you particularly specifically leslie but you know you may know somebody you may be that person where where you do group work and you're just like forget it i'm gonna do it all by myself and i can handle it all by myself i don't need to work with anybody wrong those people, and I, now that those people that I went to school that are my age, did not go very far. As smart as they were in college, as smart as they were able to do projects on their own, and they didn't want to do any team projects, maybe that person that would do it all by themselves and still get an A, they do not go far in life. Success is built off partnerships and relationships. I can tell you right now, as much as I know about financial literacy, if it wasn't for Larry Tang working with him, clean may not be in existence it wasn't for dion clean may not be in existence it wasn't for mr 850 clean may not be in existence you know you have to i have you have to learn to work with people and you know larry gives me constructive criticism <laughs> it feels like daily i hope it's not daily but on an ongoing basis you know how he delivers it is very well very good but it's i i welcome it where he can feel like he doesn't have to feel uncomfortable telling me something that i need to know 
And, you know, to succeed in life and to succeed in business, you have to put your ego aside and you have to ask yourself, is this person giving me something that's going to help me perform better or, you know, and how well am I going to receive it? Receiving information is so important. And if you're one that is a position where, like I said, where you feel you can do projects on your own, you don't need anybody, open up to working with people and then show them certain things. There's so many people that I that I, when I was in college that I learned from that were, I always like to surround myself with extremely bright people and, and just figure out how they do things, how they think, how they study. And it's amazing what you can pick up when you become more of an observer and ask key questions. So collaboration is, you can't have success without collaboration, period. Um, Julia, let's go to the next one. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Sorry, one second. No problem. We're on to number two, right? Yeah. Communication and interpersonal skills. Ask good questions, listen actively, and maintain eye contact. So what does that mean to you? I would say what it means to me, but I would just be repeating um, all of the points. But I guess for for me, it's um, just about being involved and speaking up uh, and paying attention. Exactly. How many people have you sp spoken to in life where you can tell they're not engaged? Their eyes are going in different directions. They're not really actively listening. This is all, you know, body language into those type of skill sets, once again, it's, a, it's game breakers, it's game changers. And I'm not sure like Benjamin, Larry, myself, the older people on this call can all agree. You know, if you don't show like you're interested, like you're, it's the conversation is catching you and you're not, your body language is not saying that it's, it's a negative against you. And I know I'm not gonna, I don't wanna generalize, but I can, I can speak on behalf of my son. I can tell when my son tunes out, <laughs> his whole body language tunes out. And I try to say, Chase, you know, pay attention, act like you care, act like you're involved because it's a reflection on your brand and who you are. People wanna hire those people that are intensive and, and every now and then asking questions. Don't try to be the quiet kid in the corner or the quiet individual that never asks a question and sits there quietly. That doesn't work in, in, in real, reality. You have to speak out, but you don't wanna be that overbearing person either. We all know those people, right, Julia, that's always asking questions, trying to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah, if those people are annoying. Are annoying, absolutely. And to be honest with you, if you're smart, it'll it'll come out. You don't have to push it forward. You don't have to push forward that agenda. You wait for your right moments to ask the right questions instead of being the person that's continuing asking questions, continue raising their hand, continuing to show that, hey, I'm smarter than everybody else in this room. Those people, like you said, we can all agree are annoying but and Sean, they stand out. I don't know how yes. annoying that could be. I don't, I don't think that's fair in a, to say in a sense because people could be passionate about something and it could just read through as people are annoying to them. But if that person's so passionate like, about this particular topic, let them be passionate. That means that you're, you're missing. Absolutely right. I, I feel like there, it could be, it could go both ways. I really feel like though, you should allow people to be passionate about what they're passionate about. And if they're asking questions, that's good. That Correct. means engaged. So I agree. I agree. I agree with you, but it's being strategic as well. And I agree with you. I'm I think you should you should not look at it as a way in which to conceal your passion, but you should look at it as a way to still be strategic with questions. You and you have to be respectful to other people in the room as well. Some right. people will ask a lot of questions, 
but they're not respectful to the audience, to the listeners. And that's that's a thing too. I don't think it's a, a situation where like, if you're passionate about something and you're asking an abundance of questions in a classroom setting, but then you're not giving respect to the others in the classroom. You're not giving respect to the people that may want to ask questions. You're not allowing the class to flow. So I think, I think I agree with Siri is what she's saying. Like I should never conceal your passion, but you have to know your audience. You have to know the forum. Yeah. Sean said exactly what I was going to say. I was going to push back and say that don't confuse passion with the number of questions, right. Or even the quality of questions. It's, you got to read the room because if you're sharing like with going back to collaboration, right? If you're working in a group and and you're taking over the group, just because probably maybe because you're mis, like, you're well-intentioned and you're super passionate about it, it can still hurt, you know, one, the ability of others to contribute to the project and two, um, your relationship with them, right? So I think it's a balance. Right. But it's a good point, Siri. I think you're great. And this is what keeps these conversations flowing. And we dig a little deeper because I wouldn't want anybody to feel like they can't be passionate. So I really appreciate your comment because it really just digs into um, what needs to be said and done. And hopefully you agree. Thanks. Yeah. I know. I think definitely there should be a balance, though. But I appreciate it. There has that. to be a balance. There has to be a balance. Um, since you're on, I'll let you talk about problem solving, Siri. All right. Uh, problem, so problem solving. Uh, life is unexpected and requires creative solutions. Ha! Queen of problem solving. So <laughs> give, give some real life examples to the students about what you feel, how you feel about problem solving. Man, like, I mean, I'm going to tell you, like, when I first started what I, my business is, I mean, it's been, it was a, it was a struggle. <laughs> but and just I was, so aside, for you guys don't know, Siri, she's an amazing woman. She, she, she provided water to Flint, Michigan. She's always working on these great projects and I appreciate her even being part of the, the class. And this is her third time being part of the classes that I do. So she's an amazing woman. So when, when we discuss you. problems, I think she can definitely, she's always problem solving and not easy problems either. <laughs> no, they're not easy, but I, you know what, there's a book that I always refer to and it's called the power of broke um, by Damon John. And he talks about basically like how, you know, struggles, um, makes you really become creative. You become more innovative in your time of struggle because uh, you're trying to get a, out of that, like out of that, out of that, um, out of that pot. You know, you're like a, you're trying to get out of that barrel. Um, and how do you get out of that barrel? You you find ways to you know to get out of it. And like for me, um, we're working with um, Flint, Michigan, for instance, and in the in the projects that I do with them. Um, I just, and one of the things I'll kind of relate back to is collaboration. I thought that it was great. And I found that it was, it was, it was, it was very helpful to work with other organizations, like-minded individuals and organizations to help me get to where, you know, where I am today. But it all, I mean, just going back to that, you just, for me, you become more creative, um, you know, and, and you you just have to be more creative in, in, in your approach to life and your approach to problems solving. Um, and also work with people that can help you get to where you want to get to. Don't think that you have to solve it all on your own um, because there are people that are smarter than you um, and that are, you know, expert in the field that, that can actually help you get to where you need to go. Exactly. Exactly. Well said. Well, that leads right into number four, which I'll let Star Moss talk about. Star, are you there? Hi. Yeah, I'm here. I have to unmute. Um, time management. Work often does not follow a structure 
learn to prioritize action. I think so. What does this mean to you, Star? Hello, Star, are you there? Did we lose you? Can you guys hear me? You guys can hear me, Sean? Yeah. Yes, we can hear you. All right. Did we lose Star? No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Now we can. I'm sorry. I said time management. Work often does not follow a structure. Learn to prioritize actions. So what does that mean to you? You have to put what's most important first and get that out of the way. That's what it means to me. So um, when I look at my life, the functions of between work, family, and school, I mm -hmm. figure out for the day what needs to be done and put it in that order. Absolutely. Then, you know, this then, is... I'm sorry. No, so go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. When you break it down, then you break it down even more. So whatever you have for work, you put it in the order of importance, what needs to get done first, second, third, and the same thing with your family. You just break it down. And you just and are these priorities are these priorities for you fixed? Is it like always the same order? Does it change? How does it what happens? Well, one of the priorities that's always fixed is getting there on time, showing up right. on time. So that's not an excuse to be late. So that <laughs> that's a priority. Um, and right. that's a fixed one. But right. when you walk in the door at work, you know, something might have happened and you have to take care of that first. So you might have come into the day saying that I'm going to do A, B, and C, and you come in and you see that C needs to get done right away. You have Absolutely. to do C first. And you have to go back to A, a after. And that's the yeah. thing that the mm -hmm. message I want to drive, exactly what you're saying. You know, there's a thing that we call life, which brings up obstacles. And mm -hmm. you always have to reprioritize your, your, your order. Like, you know, I, I constantly have lists on my phone and sometimes... I have a, an order in which I want to get things done. And sometimes it changes because we have a thing called life, which yeah. throws variables that you didn't account for in your way. And for those that succeed in life, know how to navigate through those variables and don't let it frustrate them to not get back on their chosen path. And how well you manage, like I constantly, sometimes you get caught up in something that really is not adding the true value that needs to add versus something else that you should be doing. You may be more passionate, as a series said about something, but it's not the thing that you should be working on because it's not getting you where you need to go to. And this is really understanding your goals and your objectives in life and what you're supposed to do. And those are the things you have to continue to reshuffle your deck and make sure you stay on point, leading to your goal. And your goal could change, but things have to align to that. And that's how I look at things. I'm like, okay. Is this aligning to where I need to get to? Is it aligning to help my business grow? Is it aligning to help me purchase a real estate? Is it aligned? Is it in alignment with just my overall well-being? And if it isn't, I have to put it to the side. I have to make decisions. You know, unfortunately, I had to let somebody go out my store uh, earlier in the week, and it's because the value added was no longer there. the 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 relationship I saw was is wasn't going in the right direction, and the and the effort wasn't there. As much as I like the individual, I still had to make that decision because I need to make sure, especially coming into the Christmas season, which is the busiest time of the season, I need to make sure that my entire team is on point and everybody's working towards the same common goal. And I didn't feel that was there with that person. So before we started getting into a real busy time of the season, I had to make that strong, hard, very decision. 
And for those that want to succeed in life, decisions are not easy. Staying true to your course is not easy. Managing your time is not easy because everybody's got to pull at your time. Everybody's going to try to take your time. And it's for you to make that hard decision that I am going to be selfish with my time, not in a negative way, but in a way that makes me focus and help others and help myself as well. Um, I hope that all makes sense. Let's go to leadership and let's Tiana. Are you there, Tiana? Raphael, are you there? Yes, I'm there. All right, let's talk about leadership. Leadership, ability to take the lead when the situation calls for it. Develop these VIA activities outside of school or work. What this means what to me, mean? Um, basically, is like taking an initiative. So if it's like a, like, let's go back to the project. If it's a project and things got to get done and you see that nobody's, nobody's, you feel like nobody's going to do it, you can take the initiative and say, hey, I'll do such and such part. And then you can break down the roles of what each about, what everyone should do based on their ability or their capability. Very exactly. good. And it's having the confidence to be a leader and accept, you know, feel like a leader. Nobody's going to hand pick you to be a leader until you feel and show that confidence of leadership. It's very important. On this conversation is only kings and queens. You, you have know to act in that manner. You know what's interesting, Sean? So like, that could work in a good and bad way. So like, for instance, um, if you're working with a group and it could be a group of people that um, that may volunteer, right? Maybe, maybe volunteering on a project, for instance, and I'll give you an example. It could work in a good way and it could work in a bad way. Um, sometimes if, if you take initiative, like Raphael mentioned, sometimes people read that wrong. Like, oh, she's trying to, you know, control the situation or, um, he's trying to tell me what I need to do. So it's all about how to, um, you also have to resolve that too. Um, it's it's about, kind of like, go ahead, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead, I'm no, sorry. It's, it's, saying, it's saying it's about communicating, getting back to what we talked about earlier. And to me, I'm a right. huge fan of taking the elephant out the room. And I would say, you know, I'm trying to help move this project forward. For those that you find that, you know, I'm being too aggressive you know, and I know I have an aggressive tendency. So I put it out right. there right away. Right. For those that feel, <laughs> exactly. So do you. And we've bucked heads, but then we understand, but there's a mutual respect that we have for each other. You take right. a breath we, and we've made, we've gotten great things done, but we do have, we have bucked head, but I don't think that's a negative thing. Right. You don't take a negative. I don't take a negative because we have right. the, we have the strength and the confidence where we can resolve things with each other. We've had so many calls where we, we just, right. it's a timeout call where we just need to get on the same page, right or wrong. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So I think, you know, I, I think you should strive to be a leader and just put it out there. Like, I'm trying to get through this project. You know, I know I have an ag aggressive tendency about me. So please, you know, if you need to calm me down, calm me down. That's what I say even when I present. If I'm going too fast, let me know, you know, and it, it, it's to do with my confidence to know that, hey, I can slow down. Hey, I can change. I can switch because I believe in myself and I believe in my ability. And you have to be willing to receive that criticism too. Going back to that that slide or that that uh, point there, you definitely have to also like like you said, you just have to be willing to receive criticism too. If you're going too fast or if you're a little bit too aggressive, you know, step back and say, okay, you know what, you're right. Maybe I'm just a little anxious, but I want to get this project done. You know, exactly. if you can, you know, and that's the that's the goal.
you know how much it changes the energy of a room just to be like when everybody's like blah, 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 and you just say you know what you're right it the whole it changes the energy and sometimes people don't even know how to react to that because they're not expecting you to say that they're expecting you to like you know keep keep bucking heads keep keep arguing your point if you just take a step back say you know what you're right let's move forward change the whole dynamics and i know we're getting short for time let's go to the next slide ways to get your hustles on in school love this slide um and i didn't do hardly any of these things when i was in school and that's why i teach this program because there's things i would have done differently um become an entrepreneur i think everybody should experience that even when you're in college do something entrepreneurial something and i'm sure siri larry myself can all speak on, on what the it's the skills that you get by having some kind of entrepreneur initiative are invaluable it's just invaluable and i could spend Yes. Four days just talking about it. It may not be your thing, but it's something I think you should experience because whatever you do, it'll heighten your skills. We talked about it earlier. I don't need to get back into it. Internship, the importance of it. Everybody needs to internship. Use your career center. Look at this. Only 50% of students use this. Take advantage of it. Like, you know, I don't know if you, any guys ever approached Benjamin about working at Good Shepherd, but for those of you who didn't, look what the information just passed out as far as tuition reimbursement, you know, leverage your resources that you have. Network, important, as we talked about earlier, but when you network, look to add value to where and where, who you're networking with. Show how you can be added value to that. Start an affinity group, either working through networking or sites like old school Facebook, like I'm now I've just been informed it is, LinkedIn, you know, TikTok, Instagram. You know, your, your followers is your, is your reach. And you don't, you'd be surprised how, what your reach and how much your reach, you can leverage that reach to create opportunities for yourself. You know, just don't use social media as a, as a way in which just to socialize, use it as a way to network and reach out to people and see where they're getting involved. Like I have a meeting tonight at six o'clock with a young lady that is into financial literacy in the South Bronx. She follows me on Instagram and she, we reached out and said, let's connect and let's talk and see how we can kind of work together. So, and this is just somebody that was following me through social media. Um, be a lifelong learner. You know, as I get older, I enjoy learning more and more and more. So I hopefully you'll catch the learning bug as well. And the younger you catch that learning bug, the farther you'll go in life. So continue to always learn and educate yourself on things and don't be scared of something you don't understand. Like a new term for me was like with the whole mortgage world was forbearance. And I had to research forbearance, what it meant and continue to, to learn. And if you don't learn, if you don't understand something, somebody says something, don't be scared to say, you know, I'm really not familiar with what you're talking about. Can you please explain? Um, next slide. Learning resources outside of school. Um, I'll let somebody read this. Who I'm going to, is anyone? Learning resources outside of school. Find online courses, prioritize classes that increase your value. Skill shares, design, illustration, photography, writing, marketing, social media. Udemy, did I say correct? I think so. Uh, business, design, visual art, marketing, tech. Coursera, online classes taught by brand name universities, and companies 
Khan Academy, free online courses from pre-K to college, life skills, coding camps, expensive, but many have financing options. Read books on the side about practical subjects. Uh, negotiation marketing. Open library, tons of online books for free. Many schools are, that's. I would want to say something about books. And for those that say, oh, I don't have time, I'm so busy, books, you know, there is, there is audio, audio books, which are great, you know, and they're my filler times when I'm driving, I'm either listening. And I was a guy that loves music. I can't believe I'm like so switched to just either a podcast or an audio book that I'll be listening to when I'm driving. And, you know, studies have shown, and I researched it, <clears throat> listening to an audio book and reading a book has the same effect. So if you find that your time is limited to actually reading a physical book, then <clears throat> take up audio books. It's a, a great of, alternative. A lot of things nowadays, right? Especially if you go back up to those four bullets, the first four bullets with the Skillshare, Udemy, Coursera, Khan Academy. A lot of those things are, are super visual and interactive. You don't like the idea of a book or like you think like, oh, I don't want to read a textbook. They make it a lot more relevant because sometimes, you know, like someone mentioned, Marilyn mentioned she's taking Coursera courses. I've done that. That's the one that we were mentioning earlier where all the universities and companies do come on and give courses. Um, so you should definitely check that out. But like in some of those classes, they'll bring in like, a, like there's an IBM class and then they'll bring in speakers from IBM to talk about things. So it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like a textbook, right? You're learning, but you're also learning in sort of a more entertaining, oftentimes video kind of way. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> so there's the point of this, there's no excuse to further education, to continue to educate yourself and even the old school library. Tons of books, not as crowded as it once was. Um, so I encourage you and I hope you all get and understand, you know, it's not about just your parents or an adult, as adults were saying, you know, let's just educate ourselves. It's being very strategic about why it's important to continue to educate yourself and becoming an expert in something and, it can, and knowing that how fast things are moving that ongoing learning is vital to success you cannot succeed without continuous learning small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustoleum. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.